Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Joining us now is Alex Smith of the Ice Guys podcast. You can follow him on Twitter at AXSmithSports. And Alex, what a wacky start to the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Florida Panthers win game one over the Maple Leafs. And in overtime, the Kraken take one against the Dallas Stars, despite Joe Pavalski scoring four times for Dallas. Still, the Kraken came through and won game one in that series. Which underdog impressed you more? Uh, definitely Seattle Kraken. I mean, they, they were able to continue that momentum and energy, and that's something you have to look for when you have teams that you know play in a game seven uh, as opposed to the other opponent where they might finish things off in five or six games. You look at that, you know, momentum versus maybe a little bit of rest, a little bit of rust early, and that wasn't really the case for Dallas necessarily. They weren't rusty. They just went back and forth, and, and Seattle was just hang, able to hang tough just like they did in the first round against uh, Colorado. So kudos to them. On the flip side with Toronto and Florida, those are both technically bad spots for each team. Usually when you have a massive upset like Florida – uh, beating Boston in that seventh game and then in overtime. That's usually a kind of a letdown spot for that game one. Same deal with Toronto, first series win in 19 years. You just kind of felt that someone would kind of have the air taken out of their sails. And, you know, kudos to Florida, hanging on tough on the road once again, grinding out a win. And, uh, you know, that's going to be a really interesting series uh, back and forth with uh, Toronto and, and Florida. Alex, it's just wild how how close the odds are with seven of the eight teams that remain. I saw this uh, posted yesterday. I was curious if you had to pick a side, which uh, side you would take. The winning country of the Stanley Cup, obviously, because most spots, it's the Leafs and the Oilers as the, the top couple of favorites. So this is why people thought of this. Uh, U.S. is the minus 170 favorite. Canada, the plus 150 dog. Well, I mean, you have to go with the U.S. because there's only two two Canadian teams to six American teams. So just, you know, law of averages, that that number probably should maybe be a little bit higher uh, in favor of the states. And I I think Dallas is a team that wins it. I like New Jersey's chances now uh, of making it out of these. So I would have to take that shot with the U.S.A. Alex, the Kraken won outright last night. They were like 20 to 1 to win the Stanley Cup just like a couple days ago. Now it's down to 10 to 1, plus 450 to win the West. Obviously, they have the longest odds out of any team that's still left. But are they live or are you ready to just say that don't waste your money betting on them at this point? I would say that's not, not the best of bets because even if they get through Dallas, and that's this is going to be a grueling series. I, I said that even uh, you know as someone who has stars futures, this is going to be a tough series. But then they have to get through that, and more than likely either take on the Oilers, who are are just absolutely loaded, uh, or the Golden Knights, who if they find a way to beat the Oilers, now that they've gotten much stronger, that means that Laurent Rossois is playing out of his mind. Uh, that it's a, it's, a, it's a tough uphill climb for the Kraken. It is interesting when we talk about uh, game one between the Oilers and Golden Knights. I completely agree with you that Edmonton, uh, their futures number is pretty sharp. A lot to love about that team. Best defense uh, that Edmonton has uh, in the Connor McDavid era. Uh, Yet at the same time in game one, uh, this is a bit of a coin flip. Uh, Edmonton minus 115 on BetMGM to win outright. Vegas minus 105. Side or total here that makes sense to you? 
Uh, I'm actually going with the draw here. I actually bet uh, plus 320 uh, with this game to go to, to OT. And uh, I think this is going to be a, a tight first game. It's going to be a you know, feeling out process. We might see a, a kind of a slow start, but then things will open up. And, and the key to betting with Edmonton, especially if you're a, a, a prop better, look for those player props for power play points because this power play is just insane right now. And if they can keep that rhythm and momentum going, that's probably your best bet to, to find some value with Edmonton because if they win, the more they win, we know their price is going to go up, right? We're going to, we're going to eventually see $1.40, $1.50. They take a, a, a big series lead here. So you'll have to find some more creative ways to bet on the Oilers and maybe look at those player props when they have the man advantage. That might be a good way to attack them from a game-by-game basis. What about the Devils and Hurricanes? Uh, Devils pushed to seven games, and you know, as far as tonight's matchup, this thing is uh, is viewed as a coin toss. How are you attacking uh, Game One of New Jersey and Carolina? Yeah, I went over five and a half at plus one fifteen. That's a it's a price that you don't find too often these days. Hard to find mm-hmm. five and a half at all, and uh, certainly at a, a plus price to go over the total. And I get why that's the number, right? We saw the emergence of Akira Schmidt. With two shutouts, four wins, helping them get uh, past the Rangers. We saw a low tight series with Carolina and New York Islanders, but that was kind of a product of anybody playing the New York Islanders. It's going to be kind of a low scoring affair for most of your games. Now you got you know uh, Schmidt facing a team that shoots with a lot more volume, and honestly, maybe the quality will be a little bit better because that was the shock, most shocking thing about the Rangers that their shot quality and selection was terrible in the games in which they lost. So now they might see a little bit more consistent uh, consistency amongst quality, and maybe Schmidt, you know, falters a little bit at times. And on the flip side, Rod Brindamore has already said that he's thinking about playing both of his goalies in this series, Antti Ranta and Frederick Anderson. I don't think that's a, a really good thing to do in the second round of the playoffs. I think at this point you should have really locked down who's your number one guy. With the transition style that New Jersey plays, they will have chances to score. So I love that five and a half over at a plus a dollar fifteen. Are you expecting a slower start? Like, would you look at under one and a half goals in the first period? Um, what are like maybe a feeling out process? What are you expecting early in this matchup? Yeah, you know, normally when I like a, a, a full game over, I tend to ride with the first period over as well, and you're getting a good price with that at, at plus 105. But yeah, I think this could start off a little bit slow. So maybe take a shot with one of the teams to score first. Uh, I'm seeing right now the GM Devils minus. 110 or, or Canes minus 120. I wouldn't argue with either one of those. I think you can see a team, whichever team scores first, I would probably be betting live on the other team to score next. So maybe even take a shot with both teams to score in the first period, as opposed to maybe looking for that over and under with the one and a half. Completely agree with you that the Oilers uh, may have the best power play, uh, if not in the NHL this season, maybe in the last few years. Uh, They've been just unbelievable regular season and playoffs. I wonder, though, with this being the second round, defenses clamped down a little bit more, maybe we see more disciplined hockey, that maybe there are going to be fewer power play opportunities as the playoffs uh, continue to unfold. How do you see that aspect in terms of number of power plays we might see and how that should impact our total bets? Well, yeah, as, as a whole in the second round and, of course, the rounds moving forward, you will see cleaner play. But 
there's some teams that have to kind of continue with their style. And the way you beat Edmonton is, is you take the body to them. You play physical. You hit them a little more. You know, uh, you know, make you know McDavid and, and Drysaddle feel it, and then and, and you know show them that they're not invisible. You know what I'm saying? So that's where you you know have those those opportunities where maybe a power play can arise. It's like you can't just completely stop being. Uh, you, your style, you're going to get crushed doing that. You have to kind of play it safe, but sometimes you might overstep and just the momentum of the series. You know, you get involved in the heat of the moment and we see scrums, you know, around the net after the whistle. There's going to be power play chances still, but yeah, it will be technically a cleaner. I think we won't see a lot of the fist to cuffs and, 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 and penalty fests that we saw in like Dallas, Minnesota, for example. Those, I think those are, are, are by the wayside now as we get into the second round. Alex, I want to ask about games played. Uh, I could be off on this, but I think early on in the NBA, it feels like the majority of those series are going to go the distance or they're going to go six games. And we're just a couple games in after last night, but, but this round with hockey, are you expecting most of these to be longer series? Do any stand out as potential short series? Uh, what's your read on that? Yeah, I have Kraken uh, Stars to go six games. Uh, I bet that uh, yesterday before that game, uh, game one. And I also took a unit and split it between Oilers Knights to go six games and Oilers Knights to go seven games. Because, like I said, I, I trust in, in Edmonton, but like I said, we also have seen them choke in recent years in the playoffs at times. So I, I think this goes long, and I, I didn't want to take a side. Uh, in the series just yet. So I, I just went with the six games and seven games. That, I think that's a great look. That's something I like to bet often in the playoffs. All right. I got to ask you, who have you bet on or where is there still value for Con Smythe winner? And also, do you have any Stanley Cup exact matchup bets for us? Uh, at the moment, I don't. I mean, like I said, a lot of that kind of fell apart with Boston getting eliminated. I do still have a Con Smythe ticket available on Jake Ottinger, which I would run and grab that, and that's probably the best way to bet Dallas right now uh, mm-hmm. from a future standpoint. And that, that's something to look at, too. If you're seeing a shorter price on, on certain teams, like, for example, uh, you know, instead of taking the Toronto Maple Leafs, you know, at a short price to win the Stanley Cup, maybe take a flyer on a Morgan Riley. Uh, or Ilya Samsonov to win the Conn Smythe, and you'll get better odds. Because for them to win the Cup, they're going to need one or, or two of those players. And like I said, I think Riley would be the biggest uh, value because you're going to get a much better price on him than say, Austin Matthews or Mitch Marner, and he looked good in the first round. So if he can continue that success, Samsonov continues to win games, that's a good way to attack that specifically for Toronto. But for me, I have Dallas to win the West, and then I have a Jason Robertson and a Jake Ottinger, Conn Smythe, which those technically are my two plays for Dallas in winning the Stanley Cup. You know, it's interesting uh, when you look at the top of the board for Conn Smythe, Connor McDavid, a massive favorite at plus 550, Leon Dreisaitl at 10 to 1, but Dreisaitl had a much better series against the Kings uh, than McDavid did. Is this the assumption that if the Oilers do win the Cup, that McDavid is going to step up? You know, he's shooting a good bit more now. Uh, that all of a sudden those shots are going to work out and that Dreisaitl is going to return to being that second banana. Uh, or is this a value play backing Dreisaitl, you think? No, it's a value play in, in, in my eyes. And that's the thing. Everybody always wants to look at just 
immediately looking at, oh, the, the top guy, right, or, or, or the star, you know, player on, on a team. Uh, I remember that going back in 2015 with the Blackhawks. Everybody had, you know, Patrick Kane or Jonathan Taves. I was the only person I knew who had a Duncan Keith ticket. He ended up winning the Smith that year. So yeah. looking at that secondary option sometimes, even though he's a top player, that's a great uh, uh, look. And like you said, you're looking at plus 375, don't take that. Take 10 to 1 with Drysaddle because chances are he might end up being the guy who leads the team in goals and points, not necessarily McDavid, and he might be the one getting the consequential. All right, very good. Um, I, I know what you're going to be doing on Monday, Alex. You're going to be watching the draft lottery, praying that the Blackhawks get that number one pick. They're third <laughs> as far as odds, 11.5%. You can actually bet on who's going to win the draft lottery. The odds stink. Don't. I wouldn't bother doing that unless you don't. You don't really get offended by that. But, you know, there's this idea. Wembenyana, we know he's going to be the first pick in the NBA. But the favorite is Fantilli. And I was surprised to see that he's minus 400 for the first pick. I thought the, the way he's being talked about, I thought the number was going to be a lot bigger. So how big do you think Monday is? Is it a total game changer where, you know, like previous number one picks, Crosby, Kane, Austin Matthews in 2016. Is it going to be that kind of a game changer? How big is Monday? Monday's huge, uh, you know, for, for a lot of teams. And like I said, you know, when you look at, at the top teams to, to receive the pick, Anaheim, Columbus, Chicago Blackhawks, San Jose Sharks, uh, you know, the Coyotes are in that mix. So those are all teams that are in desperate need of a big-time player. I mean, Anaheim's got already have a couple of key players. They're, they're one big player away from really being able to, to, to make a, a change. And so it's massive for all those teams involved. And like I said, this is a deep draft, so you, you're not out of the, you know, just complete race if you don't get number one necessarily. But when you look at, like I said, who these, you know, these top three or four prospects that, that will be going, I mean, they all are game-changing uh, talents. At least that's what it looks like from now. And, uh, yeah, it'll, it'll be exciting to see what happens and, and what shakes out. If, say, uh, Anaheim gets the number one overall pick, they already have, you mentioned, Troy Terry, Trevor Zegras, and then you add, you know, you, you add some more talent there. Is this a place where you want to bet on some futures uh, for the Ducks if that turns out to be the Ooh. case? And, well, uh, maybe bet their point total <laughs> over. Next year, mm-hmm. I mean, they still need a lot of extra help. You know, they got to figure out what they're going to do with John Gibson. You know, is he still right. a, a quality number one goalie? Do you move him and try to get somebody else in? Uh, they have other pieces to fill. I wouldn't be rushing to bet them to win the West just yet. But uh, but they, they'll be much more improved, and they'll definitely be a team that you can get some value with in the regular season from a night-to-night basis uh, if they're able to win it. Alex Smith of the Ice Guys podcast. Make sure to follow him on Twitter at AXSmithSports. Alex, thank you so much for your time. We greatly appreciate it. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, our lightning bets, our favorite plays for the evening, coming right up.